Hello and welcome to the Brit Cave Media Podcast. My name is Sharon Skinner. I'm the author of Return to Honoria from Brit Cave Books. The Brit Cave Podcast is brought to you by the Brit Cave Book Club, Brit Cave Media's community portal for readers that love Brit Cave books and authors. You can join today and be part of the Brit Cave story at Brit Cave Media's new website, BritCave.media. And my name is Bruce Davis. I'm the author of Gold Magic from Brick Cave Books. We're here tonight in the Brick Cave studio, located in the Brick Cave office in beautiful downtown Mesa. Mm, beautiful downtown Mesa. And it actually is rather beautiful. It is. It is. You know, and, and it's it's getting nicer every day. Good, good, nicer good. Nicer every day. So it's International Podcast Day. And I did not know that. Podcast. So <laughs> let's talk about that. Bruce. Yes. So do you have any um, favorite podcasts, any podcasts that you listen to, and, and why? Well, I do listen to the daily update from the Wall Street Journal because okay, yeah. um, I don't subscribe to the journal. I don't have access to it, so I find it interesting. Um, I occasionally listen to the New York Times podcast when it doesn't make me sick to my stomach. <laughs> okay. Two of my favorite ongoing podcasts are Wicked History. Um, it's uh, a guy by the name of uh, Mike Malloy, and he looks at um, some little-known historical things that occur going all the way back to the Roman Empire and the Middle Ages, and everything is fair game. Like, like exactly. Um, so he'll, he'll pick out... I fell in love with this podcast when he did an entire episode on the um, escape of the Alabama from Liverpool in 1861. I'm actually writing a novel about that. Um, he'll take these kind of side incidents of, of history and then dissect them, put them in the context of the times. He did a very, very interesting one on um, historical Jesus. Okay. Without getting into the religion, he was talking more about Pilate and how he came to power and why he was there in the first place and what his actual goals were. So had Jesus come before Pilate, Pilate would not have thought much about it for more than a day or two because he was always getting these religious nuts brought ah, before him. Okay, so. Um, and, and really wanted very little to do with it. All he wanted was order. He didn't care. Interesting. You know, let the Jews fight it out amongst themselves as long as we keep order. Um, he did one on um, the why the lionization of the English archer in the Hundred Years' War was both accurate and inaccurate and in how our impressions of what the archers could and couldn't do have been so distorted that it almost doesn't fit with what their actual tactical purpose was. So there's lots of, you know, just these little things that are the kind of things in history that I just love. And, and what's the name of it again? Wicked History. Wicked History. Wicked History. Okay. And then uh, there's a, hist a podcast, I cannot remember who does it, I'd have to look it up, on the history of Japan. Oh. Um. And he's an, he's an expat American who lives in Tokyo, speaks 
fluent Japanese. And he talks about everything from the uh, Meiji Restoration and the Samurai period right up through the uh, Second World War. So it's it's kind of fascinating, too. Nice. Okay. That, that would be interesting, yeah. I mean, and, and I, I like oddball stuff like the Wicked History kind of stuff. You know, stuff that not everybody knows about and that you can kind of dig into the oddball stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my, my real go-tos right now for podcasts are, believe it or not, they're about writing. Oh, so, gee, Sharon. <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> so uh, my main uh, happy podcast is Hashtag M Writing, uh, by, hosted by KJ Delantonia uh, and uh, Jess Leahy with Serena, Serena Bowen. And I really enjoy it. They, they, t- they dig a lot into craft and uh, marketing and launching books and just, just all aspects of uh, the writing journey. And and they're just entertaining. They're very entertaining. And the the other one that I really that I like to listen to, and it it's in short bursts because it's a short podcast, is writing excuses. And that's the one with Dan Wells and uh, uh, Mary Robinette Cole and Brandon Sanderson usually is on there. And so they and Dong Wan Song has been on there lately. So they they kind of switch it up, but it's the one that where they say fifteen minutes because. You don't have time, and we're not that smart. So, um, so they're very entertaining, and they do fit a lot of really great writing content and craft information in a short fifteen-minute burst. So, and it's it's very entertaining, and they're very knowledgeable. So that that's a fun one, and so those are really my two go-to. I listen to other podcasts here and there, spot you know, kind of spotty, but um, those are my two go-tos on podcast but i i didn't know until recently that there was an international podcast yeah i had no idea until you told me this evening well look for my social media post with a picture of you and i on it that talks about <laughs> listen to our podcast, podcast. because it's international podcast we do one yeah and um i'm actually working with a friend of mine who's a, another book coach and we are building our own podcast so we'll i'll be doing another podcast with someone else and this will be all about coaching kidlet so it'll be focused on the craft from okay. the angle of kidlet writing and coaching of uh, that so so i'm kind of excited about that we're still building it we didn't quite get it out in time for international podcast day this year but it should be in full swing this time next year so we can celebrate then Oh, goody. Yeah. So, um, speaking of Kid Lit, I just finished up uh, facilitating a multi-day Kid Lit writing conference, the SCBWI Arizona Regional Conference. And that was horribly stressful, And but the content was glorious, and the faculty uh, that we ended up having on it was excellent. And... The closing keynote was pretty spectacular. It was Dan Santat talking about how he creates children's books, and he's just a fabulous creator and a fabulous person. So that was a really good conference. And I, I, yeah, we had all sorts of, I had all sorts of internet issues, so that was really stressful <laughs> for me. But I have a great team, and the team just, you know, they just picked it up and ran with it, and I had a great tech person uh, who, you know, they made, they made it work, 
even though I was mostly on sitting on an iPad somewhere freaking out. So, um, so that was entertaining. That was, um, and then uh, I have coming up for me uh, the Young Writers Conference in October, hosted by uh, a friend of ours, Dina Remiel. So oh, she's yeah. yeah. So she's got a Young Writers Conference that she's hosting, and will be. I'll be one of four authors at that. So that's coming up in October. But other than that, I get to breathe a little bit this month. So now that I'm off the conference and I'm just showing up to present at somebody else's event, I could relax a little bit, which is really nice because I could use it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anything coming up for you? Um, I'll be going down to Tuscon in November. Oh, that's right. I will be doing my talk on uh, wounds and wound patterns in uh, pre-industrial warfare and why the Romans had better medical care for their soldiers than the Civil War. Um, very That's pithy kind of, you know, geeky history. Uh, I just was uh, at the virtual CocoCon. Right. The first part of the month. We talked about that a little bit when yeah, we were up at bit, the yeah. roadside. And it was, I thought, quite successful. I, there were some issues with the Discord client that they decided to use for a lot of the presentations. Once you got it working, it was pretty good. Um, I had some interface problems, and I'm not still not sure what that was. But uh, I'm, I'm struck by the ability... Or, or the potential for hybrid cons where you would still have the in-person experience, which I think is something that's not well done with the virtual con. Even though we had the con suite, you know, virtual meetup place, it's not the same as just kind of wandering around and talking to people. Yeah, we had a lobby, uh, and the lobby had a bunch of little breakout rooms at lunchtime, so you could just go mingle with various people in the digital lobby, but it really isn't the same. Yeah, there's, a, there's, there's a spontaneity to face-to-face interface that you just don't get in, in any kind of virtual environment. But then again, the ability to draw in a wide variety of people who may not be willing or able to travel to your con but could give up an hour of their time from home uh, I think is a tremendous potential that that can be tapped yeah see for for the children's book writing conference you know the challenge it, it's always a challenge to do it in Arizona because we have to bring in faculty and most of the faculty doesn't live anywhere, in Arizona anywhere near Arizona most of them live in New York, you know, or that general vicinity, right? And we have to, you know, fly them in, and there, and then you have to lodge them and everything. But on the other hand, uh, with all of the issues that I had with the internet, and we had some people, some of our uh, moderators who froze up and weren't sure how to, so the co-moderator would have to take over. You know, we we, and we did it on the Zoom platform, which it wasn't designed to do what we were trying to do, but we made it, we were able to make it work with some help. But the the challenge being that if you're doing it digitally, yeah, you you don't get that same interpersonal. You don't get to 
you know, bump into somebody or have lunch with them or talk, you know, or pitch an agent because they happen to right. be by the, you know, sitting out by the pool or whatever. So, so that's a challenge. Although I just didn't care for the digital version. I, you know, I, I understand that. And, and I had some, like I said, I had a few interface issues on the other hand, um, the three times now that I've done it, the experience for me as someone presenting a talk as opposed to an interactive panel wasn't that different. You see, and I find that if I'm talking on Zoom and it's like a webinar and you can't see any audience reaction, and I'm all about that reaction when I'm presenting, I, so I can, it guides my, it guides my One of the things I found comfortable about both, about Discord was that unlike, unlike Zoom, it's a little bit easier to kind of unmute yourself and make a comment or ask a question. Um, Zoom, there for some reason, that interface doesn't lend itself to it as easily. Question and answer is fine. You almost need an in-person moderator or a moderator that handles it. Discord worked really well for people just spontaneously asking questions. Yeah, I don't know that I like that so much either. I, I don't know. Because I, if, if it comes unexpectedly in the middle of what I'm presenting that it's, it just feels awkward. I don't know. I just didn't, I don't like it as a presenter. I mm. liked it fine. I like the idea that you can record uh, some of the sessions yeah. and that people can watch them later and that, and you can rewatch them. And that's a nice thing, but you know, well, the other thing I liked is that it's, it's easy to be anonymous. You can kind of poke your head in and see if anything's going on that you're terribly interested in. And nobody really notices that another face has appeared. It's not the same as coming, opening the door and going into a room and everybody looks at you. It's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, especially at the small cons where there's right. only three people in the audience and they're just dying for fresh blood. Right. right? So, I, you know, I, I, I just think it's a potential that, 